This is Reviews by Jay, the podcast bringing you weekly episodes showcasing the latest in movie and television reviews, as well as my thoughts, opinions, and random chit-chat about pretty much anything on my mind. Hit that follow button and bell icon now, because I'm Jay Antonio, and it is time to talk about that film. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Reviews by Jay. I'm Jay Antonio. Guys, I am beyond excited to be talking about this movie, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I don't know about you guys, but I was a Harry Potter kid growing up. The first movie, when Harry turned 11, came out when I turned 11, and I was really excited to be able to grow up with him. And that's exactly what I did. And over time, it became one of those things that my family and I would go to the movies and watch together. And it was just so fantastic. And look, when we were in Alaska, I think it might have been around 2006 or something. Does that sound right? No, it must be after that. Actually, it must be well after that. It might be 2016 or something. I don't know. Whenever I was in Alaska. Um, when it was the year that <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 came out. And I went to see that by myself in a cinema in Alaska. And let me just tell you, when Dobby died... Oh- such a mess you couldn't even control me it would have been so it was so embarrassing because I was alone as well and I was just sitting there sobbing to myself but it was so worth it it was really great so look background on me yes I love Harry Potter am I excited for the game yes I am beyond excited for the game and of course as always being a Harry Potter fan I've got to go and see Fantastic Beasts so I'm really excited to jump straight into this review and let's talk about it it's review time Alrighty, <laughs> super keen. Let's jump straight in. So, Fantastic Beasts is the third in the film franchise for Fantastic Beasts, the spin off, the prequel, the, you know, the second series in the Harry Potter Wizarding World film franchise. And it stars Eddie Romaine as the main character, Newt Scamander. He actually is. I, well, look, okay, you know what? Let's talk about this. So, when JK was writing the Harry Potter book, she also wrote a few other sort of side books that were just accompaniments to. The books, and it was in one case, there was a book called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It was a really thin little book that was uh, essentially just a guide to Fantastic Beasts. It wasn't a story. It was just all of the magical creatures that Eddie Romaine, sorry, Eddie Romaine, that Newt Scamander had actually come up with. And then Warner Brothers was like, you know what we need to do? We need to make a movie based on this tiny little book that doesn't have a storyline. So they started to put together this film franchise. And the first movie was actually really fun. It was really just around the beasts that he was capturing and like their story and how it intertwined in like olden day New York. And it was just, um, it was really, really fun. And then the second movie was a spin-off, and that was uh, starring Johnny Depp, and it was The Crimes of Grindelwald. And if you ever read Harry Potter, I was a Harry Potter nerd. I actually remember reading the book at a bus stop one day. Like, I just got the new book. It had just come out, and I was sitting at the bus stop, and I was reading, reading, reading. And I missed so many buses that I looked around, and I was like, oh my god, I've been here for hours reading, and I completely forgot. And I was a kid at this time, so I mean, imagine how the parents are when you just don't show up on the bus that you're supposed to show up on. So that was a bit of an... A bit of an awkward thing, but I think they were okay because I was safe in reading. <laughs> so, it could have been much worse. I could have been not safe in doing drugs. Um, I actually forgot my complete train of thought with where I was going with this. But anyway, let's let's go back to who is in this movie. So, Eddie Romaine, Newt's commander. Jude Law plays a young Albus Dumbledore. Ezra Miller's in it. Dan Fogler. I love Dan Fogler. I was looking at my friend last night in the cinema and I was just like, oh, is Dan Fogler like... 
attractive. And I was like, yeah, like he is really attractive. And you know what? Good for him. I love J- Jacob. The character that he plays is just so sweet and innocent and has the biggest heart. And I love that. And then, of course, let's talk about Mads Mikkelsen. Guys, Mads Mikkelsen is placing Johnny Depp as girl at Grindelwald. And um, oh, that's what I was saying. Oh, my God. Look at me go already. I'm off on all these tangents already. So in the original books, you found out that Dumbledore had a, a dark past. His sister died. And um, as part of that, I don't know. I can't really remember because it's been so long since I read them. And I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Grindelwald was mentioned in the books, but it didn't mention anything about their relationship. But after the books finished, JK revealed that, yes, Dumbledore is gay. And yes, Gela Grindelwald is the person that he was in love with, the, the one for him. And it just didn't work out for lots of reasons, which actually are uncovered in this movie. And to be honest, this movie, when it says the secrets of Dumbledore, mm, girl, uh, it is the secrets of Dumbledore. Just maybe not the one you were thinking. Maybe not the Dumbledore you were thinking. And look, it was it was fantastic. It, it, the story of this typically, like typical JK. Now, I must stop and just acknowledge, we all understand that JK isn't in the best place right now with all of us. And she doesn't have the best opinions. We'll leave it at that. But you have to admit this girl can write. Like, holy moly, mother of God, she can write. And look, I mean, it's interesting about her stance, you know, with a lot of members of the LGBTQIA plus community. I think that's really interesting, given that you've written a movie where not once, but twice does Dumbledore admit that he loved Grindelwald. Like, I just, I can't really put those two things together. And it makes me really sad because, like I said, growing up as a Harry Potter kid, you you are taken away in this fantasy world. And it's about this boy who didn't quite fit in. And, you know, I think a lot of that is representative of of being gay in this world. Like, I I don't know if a lot of you, you know, listening to this actually understand how hard it actually can be to to be gay. It's not like a religion where, you know, you, if you're a Christian, for example, then you can go around and you can be like, yeah, no, I'm Christian. I go to church. And literally, yeah, you might get some looks, but it's not something that you ever have to hide, really. Really. But, you know, growing up gay is not the same as that. It's very much... If you were in school and you knew me in school, the version of me that you knew in school is not who I was at all, ever. And it was completely an act. And I I think that's that way for a lot of people. Um, You know, it wasn't until I I came out, I think I was nearly 20 when I came out, and that's when I decided that I'm going to just be authentically myself, whether you like it or not. And unfortunately, some people don't like that. And you know what? I don't care. That's really their, their loss. It's not mine. But growing up in that sort of Harry Potter book, um, that was an escape for me. And I know it was an escape for a lot of people. And it's really interesting just to sort of see, you know, this once beloved author just have some terrible, terrible, terrible opinions. And they're not even really opinions, I guess, because they're just straight out wrong. But I guess in this case, you know, an opinion is an opinion. Everyone is valid to an opinion. It doesn't make it right or wrong. But at the same time, I don't agree with a lot of what she's sort of been saying and tweeting and, you know, talking about. But at the same time, then you've got people like Caitlyn Jenner that are just fucking ruining, you know, Uh, You know what? I don't want to get into that. Um, Let's not go political. Let's go back to this movie because the movie was fantastic, guys. I really, really enjoyed it. So when I walked out of the cinema last night, I took a few points and let's just jump straight into them. So number one, Albus Dumbledore's arc was incredible. It was gut-wrenchingly sad, but beautiful at the same time. It was exactly everything that you love about Dumbledore, but just amplified to a 10. Like, it was just incredible to watch Jude Law embody this character that I've known 
literally for more than half my life. And I know that sounds really weird, but like, it's true. I was 11 when that movie came out and I was probably, I saw the movie before I got into the books in all honesty, but as soon as I saw that movie, I'm like, give me every single book. Um, And then that's kind of what got me into it, which I guess is the idea, right? If you're not into the books, then the movie will get you into the books and vice versa. So, you know, it's really interesting that I, I feel this like deep connection with that character. And overall, Jude Law is just fantastic as Dumbledore. Uh, honestly, I remember when he was announced um, to be playing in Dumbledore, I was like, uh, not sure how I feel about that. And look, in the second movie, nothing special in all honesty. I was like, okay, he's good, but like, you know, anyone could have played that. But after seeing this movie here, I'm like, no, this is Jude Law is Dumbledore. Like it is just so perfect. All right, my next note says the first half was not as good as the second half. And that is true. The first half is quite slow in all honesty, but there's a lot of setup happening in that. But also you have to kind of, I think they made a commitment when they went down the Fantastic Beasts um, route you actually had to include that in the story now and you're forced to include that given the title and there was like it was beautiful don't get me wrong but i think a lot of the the scenes are in there just to show the fact that yes we're we're not we're not shying away from the beasts part you know it is about dumbledore but we also need to show this because we made a commitment so um first half is slow second half is literally non-stop non-stop until the end of the movie and even the end of the movie It ended and then it kind of had a few extra scenes, you know, to sort of wrap up storylines and all of that kind of stuff. But it didn't feel like too much. You know how when you when you see some movies and you've got like this giant climax and then it's just like five or six scenes of just wrap up. And I'm like, guys, like wrap it up. It's boring. It wasn't like that. I think there might have been two or maybe three and all of them were beautiful. That leads me sort of back into the Jude Law comment, which I wrote down again because I started to think about that last scene with him. And whilst I'm not going to give anything away, it's not necessarily a spoiler though, but there is a scene at the end where Dumbledore is outside of Jacob Kowalski's bakery and he's looking at all of his, I guess, friends inside that bakery. And he's he wasn't going to go in. He wasn't even meant to really be there. But just the look that he gave to to the bakery and to all watching his friends inside and him being on the outside, it was heartbreaking, guys. Like, I just looked at him and he was smiling. But you could tell that behind that smile was just utter devastation and heartbreak and just pain. And the fact that Jude Law was able to portray that was just... Uh, amazing to me. I was absolutely floored. And of course, actually that leads me into my next point. The music was amazing. The music was phenomenal. The music was uh, like everything you would want from a Harry Potter movie in all on all <laughs> in all honesty. I need another coffee. But definitely there was some themes from Harry Potter. I wish there was more from that John Williams score honestly because it was just so beautiful. Which actually leads me directly into the next point. I wish there was more Hogwarts because I know all of the promo materials and all of the marketing materials have been like, return to the magic. And in that poster is Hogwarts. Hogwarts, by the way, is in there for about five minutes, max five minutes. It's not a long time. And it's a two and a half hour movie. It's only in there for five minutes. I'm like, guys, wow, you really just, you are playing on our emotions right now. I didn't mind it because as soon as you saw Hogwarts, that enormous um, John Williams theme, I think the track is called Harry's Wondrous World from the first movie. I hate that I know that, <laughs> but it's beautiful too, um, was playing. And I was just like, this is everything I wanted. This theme, it just takes me back to my like childhood and that sort of that emotion that it invoked in me originally. And it was just stunning. 
All right, some other points. So, the second movie was all about Ezra Miller's character, Credence Barebone, but where the hell was he in this movie? It was like they had just put him on the back burner and it was revealed in the in the second movie, so this is not a spoiler, but it was revealed that he is a Dumbledore in the second movie. He was barely in this. Like, I would say in a two and a half hour movie, his screen time was probably like 20 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't, or maybe, okay, a bit, maybe a bit longer than that. It might've been like an hour. No. Well, anyway, whatever. But like for a movie that sort of set up his character, he wasn't in it very much. And yeah, I just don't think they handled that particular character very well in this. Um, and actually, that's, that goes right along to Catherine Waterson's character, Tina Goldstein. Now, Tina was a main character in the first and second movies. And in this one, about two minutes of screen time, if that. Now, there has been con- some controversies with her. You can Google it if you want to know. So, that does explain why she wasn't necessarily in the movie. But can we just talk about that terrible CGI at the end? Because I don't know if this is fact, but I'm going to assume that she was never on set with them. Because when at the end of the movie, she shows up for two minutes, I'm looking at her face going, her face looks like it's added onto someone else's body here. And I actually think it might have been. I don't know 100%, but it looked like... I remember looking at my friend and I was like, "That she looks like a robot. Like, she doesn't look real. It was just really, really bad CGI. You know, it just was really bad. Especially coming off um, the Boba Fett show with young Luke Skywalker. That was so perfect. You couldn't really even tell that it wasn't young Luke Skywalker. This was shocking. And this is a multi-million dollar project. So, I don't really understand that. Um, the, oh, and the final point that I wanted to talk about was, of course, the Mads Mikkelsen replacing Johnny Depp as Gullet Grindelwald. And listen, in the, in, when that happened, I was really upset because I really like Johnny Depp as an actor. I think, look, he's kind of a bit like Jared Leto in the sense that they always play these crazy roles, but except the difference between them is that Johnny Depp can most of the time pull that off. I don't think Jared Leto actually can. I think he just thinks he can. Um, but I think I was a bit upset when that originally happened, but in this movie, honestly, it was just fantastic. I think the casting choice was perfect. You actually believed that him and Dumbledore were in love. The, the chemistry that they had on screen was just unbelievable. The opening scene, my, my God, it was literally like they were long lost loves. And that's exactly what I wanted to see. And look, I couldn't I couldn't commend him enough, Mads Mikkelsen. He just did such an incredible job. And it can't be easy stepping into a franchise like this to replace someone. Because if you think about it, in the first movie, he was played by Colin Farrell. But that was like a charm. It was revealed that underneath the charm was actually Johnny Depp's character. Then Johnny Depp played him for all of the second movie. And then this, it's a, it's a new person. So getting us to sort of even follow that arc all the way along with three different actors playing the same role. It was fantastic that we even got that. So look, overall, I loved this movie. Yes, it is long, but I did really enjoy it. Now, if you're not a Harry, a Harry Potter fan, will you like it? Um, Yeah. I think so. I think so. I don't think you'll love it, but I definitely think you'll enjoy it. And if you loved Harry Potter like I did growing up, then you will be into this movie because it is, ugh, honestly, it's amazing. It, it is for a Harry Potter fan. It's amazing. I'm going to do this rating objectively though. So I reckon it's time to jump right on in. Right. 
Time to rate that film. Okay, time to rate this movie, guys. And as you know from the last few episodes, we rate on storyline, music, acting, effects, and editing. And this story is really, really fun. I think it was written in a way that just tells this incredible story over multiple countries, and it's really exciting to watch it. So, Straight off the bat, I do think it's a little bit too long. And to be honest, unless you're paying attention, there are a few small points that are hard to follow. But for the most part, the story is beautifully written and absolutely reminiscent of a Harry Potter film and book. And I think, you know, for that reason, it's going to get a straight 7 out of 10 points for the storyline. And I think it's well-deserving of that. To be honest, I actually considered going higher. But again, I'm trying to keep my objective hat on here and not be some Harry Potter nerd and just imagine what it would be like for my parents to go and see this. Um, side note, I am taking them to go and see this today. It's Saturday um, and it's exciting. <laughs> I know my mom loves Harry Potter and she'll get a kick out of that Harry Potter theme because she loves that. Speaking of Harry Potter theme, music. I, oh, guys, look, this isn't me being biased. This is because the music is wonderful. The music is getting a straight 9 out of 10 points. I think, honestly, it is just uplifting. It's beautiful. It's emotional. It's deep. The score is perfect. And it's certainly in line with the Wizarding World. And I really, really love it. So I highly recommend just going to, to listen to the music. And I'm the type of person, as I've said before, that can listen to the soundtrack in the car. And I absolutely will be because it's good. Acting. Well, well, well. Dumbledore alone, I would give 10 points. I would honestly give him and Grindelwald 10 points straight away. But the problem with doing that is that that would not be fair because we actually need to talk about the fact that Eddie Romaine, who plays Newt Scamander, and the guy that plays his brother, his name's Callum Turner, he's Theseus Scamander, both of them, for whatever reason, couldn't understand a lot of what they were saying. And whilst that's not necessarily acting, it could just be their mumbling and the sounds not being 100%. I do think there's a way to enunciate a little bit better and clearer. And I do understand why they don't. But I reckon they, they absolutely should because it's one of those things where it's actually really hard to hear them. And once again, I was in a cinema at Hoyt's, of course, extreme screen. Hoyt's, another shout out for you. I think I've given you like seven of them now. Um, <laughs> but digital sound and it was Dolby sound. So it should have been the clearest of clear and still yet I could not understand them. So, unfortunately, that will be deducting a point, but it is still 7 out of 10, which is really good. The 7 is purely just because of how incredible Dumbledore was um, and Jude Law as, as Dumbledore. So, fantastic there. Now, effects. Let's talk about effects. As always, beautiful. Honestly, there wasn't really one effect that was that was bad. They were all really, really fun. And it was these giant set pieces and, you know, old school New York and traveling the world and everything was perfect. So I'm giving effects a 9 out of 10 because I do think genuinely they worked so hard and did such a fantastic job on how those effects looked. The only point I am deducting, which is why it's a 9 and not a 10, is for Tina Goldstein's face, which I know sounds weird, but... Definitely because that, uh, you know, just looked terrible, that CGI at the end there. But everything else was stunning. So that's why that's getting a 9 out of 10. In terms of editing and the cut of the movie, it was beautifully edited. There wasn't anything that moved too fast. There wasn't anything that moved too slow. The movie kept a really steady and beautiful pace. And the actual editing of everything put together was just so perfect. There was a couple of scenes in the middle, actually, where they did the lobster dance that kind of cut back and forth. But even that was really easy to follow because of just how 
I don't know how smooth the transitions were, which was really great to see. So overall, it was really good. And I absolutely, as always, loved how they displayed the Fantastic Beasts um, like title card in the movie. It was so well done. It was just such a fantastic thing to see. There was a couple of things in there that were just heartbreaking, but this is probably more effects than editing. But there was some beasts that were killed and it was just my heart broke for them because they just looked so fantastic and real. Um, but I mean, look, still at the end of the day, the editing is getting a straight nine out of ten. So I reckon it's time to do some quick maths right now. Time for the final score. Yes, the final score. Thanks, me. Okay, so... <laughs> don't know why I said that, Uh, but I know it was me talking. So anyway, um, storyline seven, music nine, acting seven, sorry, effects nine and editing nine. Let's talk about that. That is 4.1 out of five, 41 points. So 4.1 out of five. This is well-deserving of a 4.1 out of 5. Honestly, I thought it was beautiful. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but look, unless you're going to want to see it, then you're not going to see it, and that's totally fine. But do I think you should go and see it? Well, yeah. Why not? Go go to Lux, I'd probably say, because it is quite a long movie. Have some dinner, drink some wine, have a margarita, and just really relax and just enjoy that movie. I think, honestly, it's one of those movies that I wish we had gone to Lux for. But, you know, at the end of the day, I wanted to see it in the Dolby Sound, and it was well worth it because those big action scenes were stunning. Would I take my parents? I am taking my parents today. So (laughs) that's any indication. Yes, I do think they will like it. I feel like my dad won't love it. I think he'll leave going, it was good, but like it could have been, you know, clearer or shorter or whatever. I think my mom will really enjoy it. Oh, goodness. Well, another one down, guys. This has been really exciting. I know this one's been a longer one, but I did have a lot to talk about when it came to Harry Potter. And thanks so much for sticking around. And also, guys, guess what? We hit 250 listeners, which is insane to me. I can't believe that. I'm only episode like 11 or 12 or something. And uh, look, I can't thank you all enough for sticking with me along this journey. And hopefully, big things to come, guys. I'm really putting it out into the universe. I really really enjoy doing this and talking to you guys um, every single week. And look, if there's any requests that you have, please do let me know. Um, But yeah, I'll speak to you guys really soon. Have a fantastic rest of your week and happy Monday. Bye guys. Thanks so much for listening to Reviews by Jay. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Find me weekly on Spotify every Monday by searching Reviews by Jay for the latest in film, television and musical theatre reviews. Check out my Instagram at Reviews by Jay. I am absolutely happy to take requests for movies and let me know what you guys want to see and hear. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on Monday.